You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Does it hold up? It was definitely a product of its time. You know what's funny? Like we're we're so uh, quick to make judgment of other people's generations, but uh, when something comes like the very '90s, but yet very true, we're just like, no, everybody was doing that yeah, at the everybody time. Everybody was doing it. Yeah, that's every era's excuse. Yeah, that's, that's what they said in the is... '70s. Actually, '70s were pretty cool. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Not again. Boom, boom. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> oh shit! Here we are again, Here face we to face. Wow, is this the beginning of Tron? <laughs> you say that every time. It's the, the screensaver, Joe. That's it's a cool the screensaver. Screensaver in the Apple. Well, because it's actual drone footage that they've. Taken oh, is it? Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was computer generated. Over cities. Well, this yeah, is good for radio. By HDR'd the way, HDR'd the hell out of it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if you have an Apple TV, the uh, grid. The new one, the next gen one, uh, you know what we're talking about. I used to think of computer circuits <laughs> as freeways. <laughs> hey, did you hear that they're. And uh, then one day. That they're actually doing one now. I got in. But it's not a third one, it's not a third sequel. Boo-doo. It's a reboot. They're going to do a reboot again. You know Tron. what they should do a reboot of? What's that, Joe? Reboot. They should do. In fact, I think they did do a reboot of reboot, didn't they? Did they reboot? Rebooted is what it was called. Oh wow! No, I'm just I'll have to, that's, that up. <laughs> man. You had me fucking. But convinced. I feel like somebody uh, somebody wanted to do that. That's I would love for somebody to do that. <laughs> and I that makes reboot. it so hashtag fake news. I look <laughs> hashtag. Uh, oh wait, I, this is supposed to be timeless. I liked I liked reboot a lot. Oh um, dude, I love that show. Growing definitely up. one of those shows that I go back and I watch now, and I'm like. Oh, wow, this does not look as good as it used to. It doesn't to. look... Well, I mean, like, still, it was better than anything we had at the time. And uh, right. the storytelling was really fun. The storytelling was where... That was the charm of the show. Yeah. That's where the, a bril- great concept. the brilliance was in the writing. They built these characters around it. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, every every uh, episode was unique. Spe- Loved it. Speaking of um, movies that <laughs> don't look as good as they did when I first watched it. What are you talking about? Uh, what are you talking about, Willis? Hey, hey. Paula. How you doing? <laughs> how you doing? How you doing? Girl. Girl. Let me what? Tell you. How you doing? <laughs> what's up? Oh, nothing. I just see what's, oh. what's, what's new <laughs> you with you. You just want to know what's on my world I know, uh, before yeah, we okay, jump look, into this? We're not, I don't think it's a secret. I don't think it's something we should keep a secret. This no. is definitely, this is going to be our Transparency. Break, break glass in case of emergency episode. That's right. So like, if we don't get a chance to record, at least we've got this as a placeholder. It's not the first time we've done this, Joe. Sometimes life comes last. up. We don't want another debacle that happened at the beginning of 2017 That's where right. we went like six weeks without a new episode. I know, people were like unsubscribing and like, did. we did fucking, lost a lot of survi- uh, survivors. survivors. We, we lost, lost a lot of survivors. A lot of survivors that day. Um, Subscribers. But, uh, Joe, we're uh, we're up to about 1,000 last time I checked. Holy How fuck. How about that? That's not bad, man. It's not bad. I'll tell you. Could do better. Could do better, and we will do better. Yes, we will. Uh, I promise. We, we strive to do better on this show because we can always improve. Uh, so, no, what's what's new? <laughs> Is there something that I'm supposed to tell you about? Is there something? I just want to know what's new with you, man. My life? Why are you so su- suspicious? No, it's just, I, I can't go on together. Things, things just trucking Ooh, along. Suspicious, man. Enjoying married life. I'm trying really not to timestamp this episode. What happens if we well, don't use this until 2018? Well, I mean, I don't. Hey, think... remember episode eight and how <laughs> awesome it was? But down. Um, no, man. This is the you. You did like the the painting with a twist thing. That was fun. Oh yes, it thank really you. Fun. You could talk about that. Did one of those. Uh, one, oh, I totally forgot about that. That's that's so seventy two hours ago, Joe. <laughs> no, yeah. Did one of those painting with a uh, you know or wine painting? It used to be like wine, but now they're just like bring alcohol. We've got art. 
yeah. supplies. That's cool. And you can draw something. And they had a very, you know, you know, Disney really cracks down on uh, any reproduction of any of their, especially since they bought Star Wars. Yeah. Lucasfilm is really cracking down on unauthorized, unauthorized uses. Like people can't even put on plays in high schools. Really? Uh, that have to do with... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit gets shut down very quickly. Wow, Lucasfilm used to be really like uh, welcoming yep. with like, fan films well, and stuff like that. Disney buys them for three quadrillion or whatever it was. <laughs> they want to they lock that shit down, How Joe. How many zeros is that? Uh, you a, know, a quadrillion. It's, a, it's, it's quattro. Is that four Fourteen. trillions? Fourteen. Fourteen. Is that four trillions? Qu- you know what? I'm no mathematician, Joe. <laughs> I just know it's bigger than Googleplex. <laughs> bigger than a bread box. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, well, this is the editing day on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. This is where we come to talk about movies when we're not trying so hard to timestamp or not timestamp an episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we come here and watch movies every week. We will watch a different movie and then uh, come back here and talk about it with each other and with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners. I mean, you guys are the ones we do this for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we invite you to take part in the conversation. You can go to Facebook and put the Editing Bay in the search bar, and that's going to bring up an image of a woman with bleeding eyes. And that's us. Click on that, and uh, you can join in the discussion. If you've got ideas for movies that you'd like us to, to talk about in the future, that is where you will let us know. Uh, and, uh, and our movie this time around is, uh, is, is a film that like I was totally stoked to see back in the day when it came oh, out in the theater. Absolutely. Uh, we are talking about, what, what year, 1994? 1995's. 1995's Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. And if there's any mistake of what movie you may have put on... <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> it's going to let you within, know. Within the first two seconds of this movie, dun, 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 but dun, while dun, the fucking dun, dun. logos, the production company logo, the New Line Cinema logo yeah. is coming up, you hear Mortal Kombat. I love it. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. That, that song was everywhere on the radio. I did not remember that that's I'm, how they opened the fucking movie, though. I'm pretty sure it was like number one for three weeks in a row. Yeah. Uh, it's got a lot of radio play. Got, Playing really it in a built bunch, of, hype. bunch of karate dojos. Like, while they're doing their katas, they're like, hey. <laughs> sure, man. Get you pumped we, up. Can we play the fucking Mortal Kombat song? Drink some Red Bull. Did they have Red Bull? I don't then? think so. Not then. So. No. no. They just had Tab. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was it. The equivalent at the time? Yeah. Oh, the 90s. They had Crystal Pepsi. I enjoyed Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, they brought it back recently. They did, and, and then, then now it's gone again. <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a planned limited run, Joe. Was it for Man, the fans? I miss it for the fans. For the fans. For the fans. Um, Scott Pilgrim. Reference number one. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you ever did. You ever watch the show Human Giant on MTV? Say that name again. Human Giant. No, it had um, Aziz Ansari. Oh. and Paul Shear. No Rob, Rob Hubel. It was their sketch comedy. Oh, cool. Uh, they had one bit. I've told Sarah about this a few times. Uh, they have one bit, and it's my favorite bit they did, but they had to delete it. It was on their DVD, but they never actually aired it. And it's Paul Shear, and he's hanging out, and he's got Crystal Pepsi, and Aziz Ansari and Rob Hubel show up, and they're like, hey, man, what are you drinking? He's like, I got Crystal Pepsi. They're like, how the fuck did you get Crystal Pepsi? They stopped making that a long time ago. He's like, I made a time machine. I went back in time to get Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> they're like, you got a time machine? And you went back, you got Crystal Pepsi? He's like, yeah. I went to. I went back to September 10th. 2001. Oh, God. And I got Crystal Pepsi. Oh, that's awful. And like, you went back to September 10th, 2001, and all you could think of oh, no. was to get Crystal Pepsi. And, and Paul Shear was like, yeah, it's awesome. Look, you can see right through it. 
and he's just doing, and the whole thing, like the scene is just them looking at him in horror, no. and like this dark music playing. It oh off. god, it's the worst, but it's hilarious. Uh, I hate when they delete stuff like that, man. Yeah. Social commentary, there's, dude. There is no way. There's no way that a network is going to let that air. No, it's I, I, even I feel like, ooh, that's too a little, soon. That's a little far, man. Too soon. But it was funny. It is funny. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, we're talking about Mortal Kombat today. and Crystal Pepsi and Crystal Pepsi. Mm. Right now, hey <laughs> Joe. Till tomorrow. Do you uh, spend a lot of quarters playing this video game? Play Mortal uh, Kombat. The arcades. Yes, sir. Um, I played the fuck out yes. of a uh, a game called Mortal Kombat Three. Ooh. When I was working at the Cinemark Theater in McKinney in mm. high school, that was probably that may arguably be the best Mortal Kombat. I, game. I felt like it was the best one, and I got pretty damn good at it. Like mm. I'd play it on my breaks, and I just you know I'd play it before work, after work. I just sat there fucking playing as Liu Kang. Yeah. And I started, I got okay. to the point where I could just make it through the fucking game. We had like, when this movie came out, we had a tournament, a Mortal Kombat tournament no of the, uh, the employees. Oh, cool. Uh, and I, I got my ass kicked in like the third round. Yeah, no, it's, um, oh, I was talking to Jen about it earlier and she's like, I never saw the movie, but I used to play the game and I used to, you know, just button mash and win. Uh-huh. And she was like, you know, it didn't seem like it was very fun because there's, an, and then I had to explain to her all about that. No, it's all about the blocking and defense and knowing when to strike. Young pedal. You can say that, mm-hmm. but have you ever been in a situation where, like, you've, you're you really good at a fucking fight? Yes. I love this fighters. This happened in Street Fighter 2. I love fighter games. Uh, I do hate it when uh, you're you're really good at a, a fighting game, and then you get beat yeah. by some little By someone who's, like, kid, mashing the buttons. mashes that's, the buttons. That's where I was going with that. That has happened. Thank you. Because <laughs> I was just like, I wanted, I wanted to pile on, because I, I know what you... I know how you feel. Yeah. I feel your feelings. You feel... I, I can think see into your thoughts. Your thoughts. I can see into their souls. Ooh, is that your Christopher Lambert? Your Christopher Lambert. <laughs> Coming out? Dude, all right. So talking <laughs> about Mortal Kombat. Uh, Listen to our uh, Highlander episode from about this time last year. It's a nice precursor to <laughs> some Christo- some hot Christopher Lambert talk. <laughs> all Christopher Lambert talk is hot Christopher <laughs> Lambert talk. Truth. So Mortal Kombat, and don't worry, if you, if you think you're going to forget the name of this movie at any point, <laughs> it, it, it's cool because they'll repeat it about... 25 times throughout the course of this movie. Sounds about right. And 20 of those are within the first 10 minutes. Also, uh, they throw around um, flawless victory. Yes. The, from the red phrase a lot. Flawless victory. Even finish him. When, uh, yeah, finish him. All the all the, uh, the, all, all the Shao Kahn sayings. Playing, playing the game. Yeah. Even though uh, a couple of those flawless victories don't apply to nope. the fights that just happened. Nope, they don't. Didn't look very they flawless sh- to me. They sure don't. No, at, at one point, Goro, when he kills the guy that... <laughs> The token black guy that's yeah. in this movie. Uh, uh, and like Shao Kahn pulls it, flawless victory. I'm like, no, he got some hits in. Can we, yeah, right. He, he totally got some hits in. It exactly. wasn't flawless. Can we talk about who who that character is really quickly before we get Sha- into the rest? Shao Kahn? No. Uh, this Goro? No, the the token black guy that they the just token threw black, in there. Oh, yeah. Who is that guy? No, don't know. Uh, okay, they introduced him in this film. Oh, like, yeah. He was one of the main characters, and I was like, mm, that must have been from one of the sequels. Johnny Cage is like, hey, oh, it's so-and-so. Aren't you Art Lean? Art Lean. Yeah. I think he was an actual martial artist. Okay. Like, I don't, I've never... Well, I didn't he gets Google killed him. in this film. <laughs> he gets killed, yeah. He gets killed. By a bit. four-armed monster. <laughs> By a ninja turtle. <laughs> Named Shish, yes, exactly. <laughs> So Mortal Kombat, I guess you were not familiar with the video game. It's a, it's a it's a it's a fighter came yeah. back around in the arcades. Except it was just like Street Fighter Two, uh, except gory. Except yeah, that was their their big angle, their right? Claim to fame was it had blood and death and like fatalities. And it wasn't just like some dude drawing like with pixels. They actually photographed real actors in costumes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was kind of. Uh, Foreshadowing the making of this film, I guess. That's right. <laughs> in fact, kind of looks like they used a lot of the they same costumes the 
uh, and also they maybe some of, the some of the same. I was a little upset that they didn't have Sonya in like the kind of costume she wears yeah, in man. the game. Yeah, where she's all exposed. She looks like uh, 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 Princess Amidala. Kind of, yeah. At the end of Attack of the Clones. That's kind of what she looks like in the game. Without the white. But uh, but no, they, they put her in like these weird short... <sighs> okay. So, uh, so no, I don't know if we want to talk about the story or just kind of get into points of this movie. Yeah, well, the problem with this and, and with a lot of uh, films that are made of video games is that they're trying to take a premise... That does not lend itself to, to story. No. Like, and like stretch fighter. it out. We had to do the same thing. Guys, if you go, go way back in our archives, I think the, very, the third episode we did on this podcast was uh, we did Street Fighter. And this is kind of, we're coming around again. Troopers. Well, we're probably going to have a... I've received new orders. You could hear Joe do his uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme impersonation. Yeah. He knows that entire uh, monologue. Oh, my God, dude. Guile versus Raiden. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's, that's what I want to see. I want to see Van Damme versus Christopher Lambert. Well, you know, actually, he uh, Van Damme was supposed to He's play... supposed to play Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage in this. He was the basis of the Johnny Cage character. Exactly. Yeah. I know. And then he turned it down to do Street to Fighter. Do Street Fighter. <laughs> Which, I don't know. Wise choice? What do you think? Uh, dude, I don't... I don't think so. Comparing I think, these two, I think between the two, I mm-hmm. think Mortal Kombat is the stronger film. Well, when you when you go and and look at the franchise that it kind of created, he could have been a part of that, right? There yeah. are like how many of these Mortal Kombat movies? Mortal Kombat I movies. Think there's only two. Are there just the two? Yeah. This and Annihilation. No, no. But then, then there were like animated the, movies, they did the and there were a couple of TV well, shows. There was Street or Fighter animated movies too. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Here, okay, there are, <laughs> there are there are pros and cons, believe it or not, to mm-hmm. both of these films. Street Fighter. I think that the pro for Street Fighter is it was supposed to be campy. Yes. It was supposed to be tongue-in-cheek. They knew what it was. And I think that it succeeded in that respect. I mean, like, it's one of those movies that even though it was supposed to be tongue-in-cheek, it's still bad. For Christ's sake, like M. Bison is controlling a big joystick yes. at the end of the, uh-huh. the, the movie. So. so it wasn't taking well, itself too seriously, right. but it was still kind of crappy in, in, <laughs> in the aspect of production. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh, this I don't think all the people knew the kind of movie they were the making. The tone. <laughs> they didn't yeah. know the tone of the movie they were exactly. making. Uh, whereas with Mortal Kombat, it is clearly supposed to be like a... A, a fighter action adventure kind of movie mm-hmm. that's supposed to be taken a little more seriously, that the stakes are a little higher. And I think that's what it has over the Street Fighter uh, movie, in the sense it, that Street Fighter really tried to, it was telling this story about, oh, governments being overthrown and war and army generals. It, it tried to tell all of the stories yes, at once. and gun sales and underground and everything. Yes. Um, and this was just like, like you played this Street just, Fighter, you just wanted to see people, people doing fight. some fucking street fighting. And so this movie was definitely like, all right, they're fighting. Yeah, they're they're just they're fighting. We're gonna have and levels. We're even gonna do like Scott Pilgrim style little uh, wide shots from yes. the profile before a, a a duo begins their battle. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. You might as well just put I'll the versus Sub Zero and and Liu Kang before they start fighting. You yeah. totally get that side by side thing, mm-hmm. which is cool. So, like I said, there are pros and cons. Um, I don't know, man. I, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, though, I'm like, even they were trying to make a more serious film. With Mortal Kombat, they were mm-hmm. trying to stick to like the source material and not yeah. go, not the be lore. too complex. But I think they defeated themselves by trying to showcase like visual effects. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something to be said for. And this very few times I'm going to give George Lucas credit <laughs> when it comes to his movies. Oh yes, but George Lucas was very strict on like we're not making another Star Wars film mm-hmm. until special effects, visual effects have caught up Get to, to where they point. need to be. Yeah, exactly. And where so, I can bring you Jar Jar Binks. Exactly. Well, and not just Jar Jar, but he was able to <laughs> Good put thing people we waited in for these that. different worlds, exactly. and settings that looked convincing. I kid. You know, no, I get you. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, so he. He at least had that kind of discipline and restraint. Whereas with this movie, it's like, uh, 
all right, let's make a, a lizard come out of Scorpion's hand. Yeah, some of the, it looked horrible. the special effects weren't really uh, ready for the time. But back in the day, I remember thinking, like, this movie's fucking awesome. It did look cool. Yeah, I remember uh, Reptile looking cool, although un- unclear as to why he was this CG creature, Chameleon, which was actually a nice effect that they did, yeah. through half the movie. Like, then, clearly computer-generated, like, clearly a monster who's then, crawling around like yeah, a lizard. And then he gets thrown into, like, fucking Eddie from Iron Maiden's body. The, yes! <laughs> He it starts fighting the fighter he, that we all know from the, the game. Which, by the way, the best fight sequence in this movie. You think so? The Between... best fight sequence in this movie was what, Reptile versus Luke Kang. What makes it the best? It's the it's how how quickly mm-hmm. the fight is being performed yes. and executed. Yeah, like they're all over the place and they're going quick. Like with a lot of the fights in this movie, you see a lot of people anticipating the next move. Yes, the the, the Johnny Cage one. Oh, where he fights yeah. uh, Sub Zero. I think yeah. uh, Scorpion. Scorpion. When yeah, he yeah, fights yeah. Scorpion. Uh, when uh, when Sonya Blade fights Kano, dude, the Sonya Blade—that's awful. That's a terrible fight. Like they're really trying to uh, edit around her actions, <laughs> and in some scenes, like her legs are just like clearly flailing as she's oh, trying yeah. to do flips. Where she falls not in good. one cut, she does her kick and she falls. She falls yes. And they left it in the fucking movie. That's the best one they had. But no, the the, the reptile and Liu Kang fight was fucking spot on. Like, really well choreographed. I almost feel like that was the first fight they choreographed. Mm. And then they realized, oh, shit, like, this choreographer is expensive. We can't keep using it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and so they He's going like, off to make the Matrix. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, no, that, that fight's fucking great. But, yeah, I, I felt like they made that reptile character so they could play around with the special effects. They had an excuse to do that. Yeah. I don't know why you're throwing money at a film. <laughs> like, try to make it cheaply as yeah. possible to get. Although, man, dude, this was a financial success. I think it was made for eighteen million dollars. You know how much it made at the box office? They this movie was made for eighteen million. Yep. Wow. Well, you know, Christopher Lambert <laughs> when he's your top bill. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We're gonna, we'll pay you in hooch and fried chicken. He's the the who water the Highlander. <laughs> the- <laughs> I don't care. He's French? I've done movies that are not like this. He's not even Asian. Who's he playing? He's Raiden, the god of lightning? The Chinese god of thunder and lightning <laughs> is French. Where's, where's Lopan? Can't we get him? Frenchman. He's just... Mortal men and women fighting to defend the world. Hey, I, at the risk of time stamping this... It's not about death, but life. What do you think about the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> He does that creepy ass laugh. It, it, like the, literally, the movie ends with him laughing. With him laughing. <laughs> it's like, in case you didn't remember, what the sound of my creepy laugh sounds like. No, uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, Ghost in the Shell and a little bit of the controversy since we're talking about the white, the white actors, the whitewashing, playing, uh, playing have you, Asian. Did you see stars. that yet? I have not. I really want to see it. Um, you mean I Aeon Flux too? I think I'm going to like it. No, no, I think I'm going to like it. I like the source material. I can look past what they're doing. Yes, I understand it for its flaws. This is a conversation that needs to be had. Let's about, do it. No, no, no. Not by us. Just as a, as a nation. No, we are as the a nation. Society. We are the youth of a nation. <laughs> we are, we are. Um, <laughs> the youth of a nation. You know, it's, uh, it, it's, we should, uh, why, I understand why they're doing it. We had this conversation with our Lone Ranger episode, Lone Ranger episode where yeah. we talked about why they get Johnny Depp to play Tonda. Well, Johnny Depp is going to draw people yeah. into the crowds, and I'm sorry, we we're, we don't have a household name. Yeah, here's here's my thing about Indian it: is actor. if you were to watch the original Ghost in the Shell, mm-hmm. fucking Scarlett Johansson looks like the character. I thought they did a pretty good job. Uh, apparently, there's something in the plot twist that kind of. Uh, Twi- no pun intended. Twist the knife a little bit uh-huh. as far as what they're doing with the white. I don't, I don't even want to use the phrase. Well, you've got to use the phrase. Preconceived notions. It's, it's what people know. No, I won't. No, I won't. <laughs> cut this part out, Jeff. Uh. 
So can we get back to talking about Let's Mortal Kombat? Let's do some Mortal Kombat. Kombat. <laughs> yeah, so Christopher Lambert, mm-hmm. Frenchman Christopher Lambert is the Chinese god of thunder and lightning, which is so fun. When he shows up, like uh, when he first shows up in this movie, Liu Kang has gone back to his temple of light or whatever yes. with the monks, and he's like, I'm going to go, and I'm going to fight, and I'm going to avenge my, my brother's brother. death, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll do it with or without your permission. Or da, da, da. And suddenly we hear like, you think you win? Or like it's just, he says, like something that's like just this hollow fucking platitude. Oh, that's all he spouts <laughs> in this he, film. And he fucking comes walking up, and he's got like the hat down. And then there's the big reveal where he looks up, and it's fucking Christopher Lambert. Like that is not what I was expecting <laughs> at all. Not, a, not at all. Joe, when you played the arcade game and you uh, played with Raiden shooting lightning out of his arms, <laughs> yeah. Well, when you select him, the sound is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Can we get that? Can we get a Mortal Kombat where they just put a whole bunch of like Christopher Lambert? He, he does all of the in ADR in it. <laughs> he does all the characters. He does finish, Sonya. Finish him. He does Goro. <laughs> Goro, the forearm beast. Hey, Joe, do you know who uh, directed this film? Uh, No. It is uh, Paul W.S. Anderson. Are you familiar with that name? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. The, the, the one who gave us Resident Evil? You mean uh, Resident Evil The Final Chapter or Resident Evil Retribution? Or maybe uh, <laughs> is it Resident Evil Afterlife? Or it could be Resident Evil Extinction, but it's probably not Resident Evil Apocalypse. Or it could just be the original Resident Evil. <laughs> this is probably how uh, how uh, Russell Mulcahy ended up <laughs> directing a Resident Evil movie. Why? Because Russell Mulcahy directed Highlander. Oh, see? Buddy, buddy. We found the connection. I found big, big film. Look, I'm not done with Christopher Lambert yet. Oh, let's. let's I'm not on. done. I'm not done. I just wanted to give you an idea. There are. Well, did you know in the uh, in the sequel, mm. Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Yes. They they cast an even whiter person. Oh, no. to play Raiden. Who could be? Hold on. It was like I think Dexter's father or something. Oh God. Oh wow. <laughs> yes. What? Oh, no. Yes. Why? If you look it up, I think it's like David Keith or some oh. shit. Uh, but yeah, no, Christopher Lambert has like an. It, I'm pretty sure they filmed all of his shit within like two days. <laughs> she because seem that way. they come back. There's the sequence where they're on the boat, and you know everybody kind of finds, oh, it's Raiden, the god of thunder and lightning, and he keeps very in, very frightening. Like, Remember, you can't fight yet until we get <laughs> it, your your fighters attacked. My fighters. That's right. And, broke some sort of rules. And if they're his fighters, like why why isn't it Raiden collect? There it is, right there. James Remar. James is Remar. Raiden. <laughs> is Raiden. <laughs> James Remar, <laughs> Dexter's father. <laughs> like, like What's, someone made this. Someone who was involved in the Mortal see, Kombat films was like, well, "Fuck the Chinese." <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like whoever they have under contract. I'm sure that the whole reason that Christopher Lambert was cast uh-huh. had something to do with uh, some deal he made with Highlander. Probably they had to cast him in X amount of movies, whatever studio that was. I don't think so. But yeah, it made a lot of money. Made uh, 122 million. Holy shit! Off of that 18 million, it was number one at the box office three weeks in a row. Wow, three weeks in a row. Well, I believe it. I mean, you know, kids were clamoring for a movie like this. Mm-hmm. I know I was totally fucking stoked. Uh, so did you see it in theaters? When I it did. Came out? Oh fuck yeah! I saw I saw it twice. In the you theater. saw it twice in theaters. Uh, I think this one came out before Street Fighter. I do remember there being kind of an arms race to that uh, to that release date. Well, I remember there out. being a trailer for Street Fighter before this movie. Oh, well, there you go. I wonder if they're playing Look at Jax. With his metal arms. Dude, I fucking... I, I have never seen the second uh, Mortal Kombat all the way through. No, 1994 Street Fighter came out. So it just so Street Fighter it. came out But that first? makes sense because that w- was the arcade game that was in... Uh, 
theaters first. Yeah, so I guess kinda, so. They had to had to start the model. That that man. Oh well, my God, Raúl Julia. So, uh, rest in peace. so Joel, mm. what is the story of this movie? The story is okay. So on a grand scale, other than mortal men and women fighting. <laughs> That's what it is, yeah. There's like other realms, um, and I guess there's some sort of intergalactic... Uh, Planetary! <laughs> another dimension! Another dimension! Another dimension! Some sort of intergalactic... Well, now, God don't you tell me to stop! It's a tournament. It's a fighting tournament. I don't know why the fate of the universe is decided by fisticuffs, but it is. Uh, but, like, there's some other realm that's... Outworld. Shang Tsung, it's Outworld. Is it Shang Tsung Shang or Shao Kahn? Who no, is Shao Kahn? Shao Kahn isn't even in this film, is he? Oh, is he not? He shows up at the uh, at the end. Well, he's the master that Shang they Tsung. refer to at the end, I believe, if I remember my Mortal Kombat lore. And they, uh, <laughs> 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 We're going to fight this guy. Um, but yeah, uh, so it's like the fate of the universe is decided, and it's like you got to win <laughs> 10 win times, ten and they've won 9 out of 10, and this, this is the one why time. Why couldn't this have been this the, the only tournament? Yeah, yeah. Wait, I don't know why they had to have this backstory because they had to show that they'd lost so many he times has before. To win ten times, and yeah, I don't know He's where these intergalactic rules come from. This is the tenth, <laughs> like the way that this is written. <laughs> they have to win ten in a row uh, or ten times. They've won nine. This is the tenth time. That's right. So we, it's we for get, real we, this we time, guys. Do, we, it's for real this time. Next time I'll be for really for, for real. real. <laughs> uh, be no, deadly serious next time. time. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim reference number two. Oh uh, shit! Like they try so hard to make us care about this this fight for the world. Yeah, uh, and but, and you don't need to add all this ridiculous backstory to it. I mean, I've already come on board. Like you've got people who are fighting. Like uh-huh. it's a tournament fighter movie. I'm on board. I'm okay. Like I go back to movies like Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. Like they they uh, they pretty much explain. They're like, you know what, Frank Dukes. He's he's a, a U.S. military. He he goes AWOL so he could fight in this tournament. That's right. For the glory. Like, he just, he fights in the fucking tournament. Mm-hmm. We don't need all this other shit in the background. <laughs> like, like Tong Po wasn't trying to fucking, like, rule the world. <laughs> he was just the fucking champion. Yeah. Uh, could be that simple, huh? So it could have been that simple for the, this. Without the mysticism. Well, see, the, the, the video games kind of lended itself. Because you have to explain away a four-armed creature. <laughs> in some manner. Although, my whole thing with Goro... So, Goro, I don't know, uh, for the time, not too bad, right? Not, okay. Not uh, unimpressive of an effect. They weren't They weren't trying to do what they did with the reptile and make it all computer-generated. They had the good sense to like make a practical costume. And this... And this the, dude in the suit. And this movie had great They're practicals. They're punching it. Great yeah. practical sets. <laughs> some good practical characters. My problem with Goro is he mm. had, like, two moves. <laughs> this puppet yeah. had two moves that it could do. Yes. Um, and I love the big moment where he finally takes out Art Lean, expendable uh, minority. By like you're expecting something he just, like he this, bops him on the head. He, not even the head, just like the center of the chest. I guess he like stopped his heart. But I was expecting him to like break him in half and rip Joe, his fucking arms. That's up. the problem with this. It's like this is a PG-13 film uh-huh. based on an R-rated video game. Yeah, like the whole reason Mortal Kombat was a thing was because they because took the, the Street Fighter and was like, what if you could like pull people's heads off? Yeah. What if you could gr- punch their hearts out? But you needed to know like, the, secret, the secret button codes to do it. I know. Like that was that was the, well, the mysticism of of Mortal Kombat when it first hit the arcades. Like I remember a friend of mine talking about like, yeah, man, I was at the bowling alley. I played this game called Mortal Kombat and you were able to like rip the fucking arms off of people or set them on fire. And I was like, you're lying. You can't do that in a video game. <laughs> right? And... You could. Sure enough. And the, and the great thing about Mortal Kombat was that it was revolutionary, and it's the reason why we had games 
like like Tekken, uh, and we got games like uh, Killer Instinct. Oh yeah, which is one of my fucking favorites. That's a great game. Uh, so it's thanks to that where they push the envelope a little bit further. It's not the tightest fighter, but it was it was revolutionary in what it presented in its. Yeah, content. the first one wasn't really uh, very good. It took until the second one for them to kind of fine tune. It only had eight characters. Yeah, uh, like I said, they were using that photography instead of you know computer or you know hand drawn uh-huh. quote unquote. Um, so it was a different look. It was it was kind of revolutionary in those ways. Yeah, and and they definitely fine tuned the controls. They got a little more oh, intuitive, yeah. yep. especially in three. Um, so I, my issue with Goro is <laughs> we're taking a character that was kind of the final character of the first game. Yes, and we're blowing our wad by showing Thank him. Thank you. Ten minutes into the movie, Joe. Why isn't he a third act reveal? He should have been a third act. Remember reveal. at the end when Liu Kang is like fighting? It, it's it's him and Shang Tsung. This is uh-huh. the big showdown, right? And he ends up summoning the fucking. He summons like these eight just random what like samurai yeah. that Liu Kang has to fight. Like, why wouldn't that? It's have been so Goro? lackluster. Why didn't you fucking summon Goro? It I know Goro. Exactly. I'm screaming this. Thank you for <laughs> feeling me. So no, I, I'm sitting there watching, and the last thing in the world that I want to see Goro do. Mm-hmm. Is fucking start waxing fucking pseudo intellectually with the <laughs> no, other villains? Like, exactly. Like they totally he's a have big a, dumb monster. They have a Batman sixty six moment <laughs> just, just, just. where like the villains are all eating fucking dinner. <laughs> I love that. And Goro's like, hmm, "Is it my time yet?" Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or, or when they're talking about like Katana, Princess Katana may have something to do about that. Mm-hmm. And Goro turns around. He's like, Katana. You mean the emperor's adopted daughter? <laughs> like that is the most sloppy exposition. I know, I love it in the world. And why are you putting it in the mouth of the fucking Muppet? <laughs> like, why is this happening? I guess people wanted more. You know what I think it is? I think they saw. So we have eighteen million budget. Five million is going to be to creating this fucking four-arm monster. You better bet your ass we're going to get our money's worth out of it and show him from the very first frame if we can. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's what it came down to. But yeah, they, think of how great that reveal would have been. And then you wouldn't mind that maybe some of the effects don't some look the, as yeah. good. And he, he can be a little more vicious because he's just like a, a bulldog on a leash, basically. Well, I think that's one of the things that, that people were going into this movie. And I know that was how I felt about Street Fighter as well. I was always like, I wonder how they're going to do Blanca. You know, I wonder how that's going to end right. ended up being horrible. Yes. But, you know, you go into something like Mortal Kombat. And if you've seen the characters near the end of the game, you're like... Ooh, fucking Goro's fucking scary as shit. Mm-hmm. I wonder how they're going to do that. How are they going to make him come to life? You know, they did a couple things where, like, everyone's having dinner, mm-hmm. and then, like, it cut, It starts to cut to the next scene, and we see Goro's hand, like, looking through a window or whatever. Yeah, He's, like sloth. You see the hand. Baby. And I'm like, that's a good tease. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, that's fucking, I know who that is. And so it kind of gives you a little something to, you know, uh, to whet your appetite before you get to the end of the movie. No. In like two minutes after that, yep. you've got our heroes who are just kind of like gooniesing like through the fucking catacombs, <laughs> uh-huh. and like they find this this over this overcropping that looks over where, and they catch the entire villain plot. There's always a lot of crawl space in these wide open <laughs> these <laughs> locations caves. where people are having uh, intimate conversations about their master plans. But this is the problem with trying to do a straight narrative with a movie like this. Mm-hmm. The only way, and and yet I, I give it credit too because. It, a lot of movies don't have this kind of uh, discipline or restraint that we see this stuff through the eyes of the heroes. We are witnessing right. this scene with them, so that way it's kind of a natural way for us to see what the villain's plans are. But at the same time, it makes it feel so artificial. <laughs> like I feel like we shouldn't have been in that moment, that the heroes shouldn't have been in that moment. They shouldn't know 
10 minutes into the movie what the fucking plot is. <laughs> you know, they should be having to figure it out, and we should be having to figure it out along with them. Well, to be fair, you're not really coming to Mortal Kombat for the plot, though, Joe. You're but coming for the Mortal Kombat. But then why spend five minutes having the fucking villains all talk about what the Because you got to fill the time with something. Uh, it can't be all just no, like fight scene but, after fight but scene. But you don't, Joel. This movie runs an hour and 45 <laughs> minutes. It's pretty long. I remember it feeling long when I was a child sitting in theaters watching it. N- I say child. I was 16 years old. N- 90 minutes. That's how long this movie yes, needs to be. Exactly. It doesn't need to be more than that. Maybe even 72. <laughs> you could have made a 72-minute movie. Like a Disney animated movie. No, like Army of Darkness. Is that that short? Army of Darkness is like a 72, 73-minute movie. Well, it, it moves along at a pretty good clip, It though. moves at a great pace, yeah. and you feel satisfied. And I bet theaters loved it because they could have shown it like eight, nine times mm-hmm. throughout their shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good um, point. So, Instead of like Avatar, three-hour Avatar. Oh, my God. God. You excited about Avatars? No, two, we've three, talked four, and about five. this. I am not excited. <laughs> it's okay. That you one I don't feel too bad. It's a decade for this next movie. <laughs> I don't feel too bad about timestamping that part of it because uh, by the no matter when you hear this, Avatar still has to come out. It's still going to be three years away. <laughs> um, what did you think about at least the choreography in this film? Uh, okay, I thought, I thought the choreography was okay. It mm-hmm. was decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, the the fight between Reptile and Liu Kang was outstanding. That one's fun. That choreography was great. Uh, some of the fights were weird. Like in like the, the Kano, I'm coming to come back to the the Kano Sonya Blade fight. Yeah, like it was. I don't know who this guy. He's one of the Kano is one of the main villains of the fucking game. Yeah, and he goes out like a bitch. They treat him like a lackey. Yeah. in this film, like he's and, doing the bidding. And dude, he's like drooling all over her fucking leg. Like <laughs> yeah. the, before she breaks his neck, he's like, and he's like spitting and spittling and like, hey man, foaming all over. And I was like, that's oh, a dude. guy who's enjoying himself on camera. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, he is. Take it while you can get it. And I didn't, I didn't know Kano was Australian. Right. Well, they didn't uh, apparently. <laughs> He he actually isn't Australian, but he did an Australian accent for his audition, and I guess they liked him enough and thought the Australian accent worked. I guess that you know what indicative of a movie that picks Christopher Lambert to be your Chinese right? guy. Yeah, of all bets are off. <laughs> Surprised they're not changing genders at this point. You know they should. <laughs> they should have done that. Uh, I will say that there there's a fight with Liu Kang that's pretty cool, um, and it's against this nameless like Jamaican stick fighter. Yeah, and I'm like oh. I like this guy. That was this fun. guy's pretty neat, you know. There's a cool thing going on. It's the first time we see uh we see Shang Tsung take like someone's soul. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Your soul is mine. <laughs> he says it a couple of times. The Emperor Palpatine. Your soul is mine. Is <laughs> that actually his voice? That was his voice. I know. It seems like it was overdubbed, it doesn't does it? It does seem but like it's overdubbed. He just has it like that's his natural speaking voice. I, they must have ADR'd him after. There are some scenes where yeah, well, then they had to do that to a lot of the a lot of the actors, I'm sure. It just didn't seem to match up with him, though. No, there are some it didn't. points where it doesn't match up, and it feels a little like early Schwarzenegger films. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, interesting. Is that your? No, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's his voice. Um, Although I'm disappointed that they turned him into basically like a T1000 <laughs> in this film. Yeah. We're doing all of his shape shifting stuff. Does his shape shifting? Uh, like he he also like summons things for no reason, mm, like mm-hmm. skulls in the air. <laughs> There's like skulls and shit. Like they're on the boat, and they—it's uh, when Sub Zero and Scorpion are threatening our heroes, and Raiden shows up, uh, and then like they—they they go their separate ways. Oh wait, no! And then Shang Tsung says something about like you know, fine for now, but when we get to the island where you have no dominion, right? And he's—I know where my dominion ends. <laughs> so they—they they make this point that like 
Raiden has no dominion now on the island where they're fighting. Right. I do love when they're the, where Raiden looks up and he sees the skulls in the sky. He's like, it has begun. And then they cut to Shang Tsung and he's like, it has begun. <laughs> so it's begun, I guess. Thanks. Uh, thank in case you, you uh, were in the bathroom for that part. <laughs> the, so we've, we've made it clear that Raiden has no dominion on this island, yet mm. when our hero's about to get fucking attacked by 28 fucking hooded <laughs> villains, yes. Raiden shows up and he's like, ah, ah, ah. And, and he's got his lightning and stuff. And he helps them escape. I, wait, I thought he had no dominion there. Why are these people scared of him? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and then later on, he is also unable to, like Johnny Cage makes a pact with Shang Tsung. Yeah. And he's like, you have, it's too late. It's already been done. And he just kind of like puts his tail between his legs. Like, well, I guess I can't do anything about it. <laughs> no, no, that's not what he does. Johnny Cage is like, you said it's about mortals fighting for their world. I made a choice. And he walks off. And oh, like, that's right. I'm so disappointed. But then when Johnny Cage is off screen, he's, he's like, like, finally, finally, one of them, one of them is beginning to realize. I'm like, <laughs> what is that bullshit? That have your cake and eat it too fucking mentality. It's, like, <laughs> it's all as I foresee. Why can't why can't you just tell Johnny Cage like, good job, dude? There's a lot it's of a good, it's kind of you're finally beginning to subterfuge. Realize. Okay, so you talked about like earlier with um, Sub Zero that fight and uh, Katana. We, we learned Princess Katana. I guess she's a princess now. Yes, we learn um, that she's kind of uh, she's she's helping the good guys out. She's trying to give them clues, and she gives is it Liu Kang who ends up fighting Sub Zero gives him a clue. Yes, about uh, saying the element that gives life. Yes, use it against your enemy. Uh. Or, if you really want to help a brother out, you just say, hey, this guy, use water against him. The frozen guy? Like, what's with the, you you must answer me three riddles before I fucking give you the... Answer these riddles three. (laughs) What is is the element that gives life? And you know what? If you were to ask me what's the element that gives life, I'd have been like... Sperm. Fire. Right? Fire? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Prometheus brought fire down from the mountain, not awesome. water. Mm. Uh, but yeah, there's that whole like use and and mine would have been Lilu. Raiden has his fucking Lilu. <laughs> <laughs> it's the elements, the fifth element, fifth, the fifth element. <laughs> so yeah, they have this fight, and luckily Raiden is there to like leave two buckets of water <laughs> just conveniently. If he's it's able, it's like to the end of signs. Yes, <laughs> swing away, Liu Kang. <laughs> swing away, nice, and he does. He fucking he he sh- he spins that fucking empty bucket that mm-hmm. somehow has water in it. <laughs> oh man, mortal fucking combat! <laughs> but so, yeah, but then Raiden's not allowed to go into Outworld. Remember that when, when yeah Shang when they Soon get sucked takes, in yeah and they go in through the tunnel. He's like, this is where we, my dominion ends. I'm like wait, your <laughs> dominion already fucking it's ended a lot on the of, boat. A lot of gray area about your dominion, here, right? <laughs> right? And he's like, I can't go there. Yeah, that's and what then you he said last fucking time. goes. <laughs> And then he fucking shows up. Wait, does he show up in Outworld? At, in Outworld, yeah. I thought he does, right? Doesn't he? Oh, after, after Liu Kang defeats Shang Tsung? Oh, I think you're right, actually. <laughs> yes. He just doesn't have dominion over it, but he can fucking go. He can go get a work them. visa. You a could work be the, visa the for that toto Outworld. to their fucking Dorothy <laughs> as they're making their way to the fucking tower, which uh. is like, it's like that movie fucking Hideaway. Every time they cut back to the tower with Shang Tsung, <laughs> yes. it's like going back to Visago's fucking amusement park in Hideaway. Uh. I don't think you remember what I'm talking about. I don't. <laughs> I really, really don't. Hatch Harrison, Mm-mm. the the J- the Jeff Goldblum movie, Mm-mm. where he this is all Greek he to sees, me. He sees through the eyes of the killer. Oh, I've heard of this. <laughs> you watched it. We did an episode of it. <laughs> oh, the horrible R- yes. R- Regina. Oh, what Regina. <laughs> Regina. What is that movie called? Hideaway. Hideaway. Listen to our Hideaway episode <laughs> from a couple of years ago. 
See, that's how forgettable some of these films are. But I do remember that. I just didn't remember the name Hideaway. With Alicia Silverstone, right? Yes. <laughs> Cut that part out, Jeff. Cut that part out. Uh, all right. So, per capita, this movie has more martial arts fights to techno music yes. than any other movie I've ever seen. Sometimes the same song. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> they just repurposed it for another fight scene. Dude, they, they repurposed a song from Showgirls. It's yeah. the song that plays during the Liu Kang <laughs> yeah. reptile fight. Oh, yeah? It's a song from Showgirls. How's that go? Sing it for us. I know exactly what song you're talking about now. Uh, one song that I started to hear was... Uh, at the end, when Shang Tsung is finally defeated, gets a stake through the heart or whatever, falls into his own. And you're too platform. <laughs> he gives love. He gives outworld. <laughs> a bad name. <laughs> he falls to his death, and all the souls, Joe, the thousands of souls he's collected, <laughs> start to uh, emit from his person. You mean like Al? Al? Uh, wait, what's his name? Mm. The the black guy. Mm. Oh, Al 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 Katran. It was something like that. <laughs> ben Vereen. Art Art Lean. Art Lean. <laughs> exactly. Art he Lean. comes out. We get to see him float away to heaven. Presumably, <laughs> he's just, he's maybe it's Al. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and all the souls, and it's bathed in blue light. And then finally, the moment we all knew was coming because Liu Kang Luke wouldn't Kang's stop talking brother. about his dumb fucking brothers. Brother shows up, and uh, is he in a wheelchair? <laughs> no, he just floats on up, and I couldn't. Help but hear uh, unchained melody in the in the background because it was that same ghost lighting. <laughs> time, I miss you, Luke. Oh, time, ditto. <laughs> exactly. And they even like outstretch their hands and clasp in like a very um, man a touching moment. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's good. He he's he succeeded. Why in movies <laughs> like this where like everyone has to fight in a tournament? Like it's it's up to. You know the final, the final two fight for whatever. Right? Why don't our heroes ever fight each other? Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good point. It's always one from the good side versus one from the bad yeah. side. It's Harry Potter syndrome. Like There's we never had one Slytherin up against. Yeah, we uh, never had Gryffindor. Like, Luke Kang versus Johnny Cage. Like they didn't fight each that's other. That's right. Oh, so that would have put a nice spin on it. And yeah. in fact, that's something that another film that this director did, DOA. Do you remember that? Wait, we, this director did? Paul, Paul W.S. Anderson, Anderson did DOA? Also directed DOA, which we did on this podcast. Check that episode out. I didn't know he directed that. Yeah, that's did what he? it said on his Holy IMDb. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe he just wrote it or something. This this might be Uh-oh. a hot sports opinion. Yeah. I feel like DOA mm-hmm. is the best of these movies. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it kind of had the right balance. Who's the... Uh, oh, Roberts. Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts. Plays the villain. As, as the be- Donovan. Donovan. Yes. Donovan. Yeah, there was... It was, it was really fun. Like Very hammy. It knew what it was trying to be. Mm-hmm. It didn't try to be anything more than that. No it was, forearmed animatronic creatures. It was fun, and the fucking the fight sequences were really well Very done. Very well. And remember, they, they got really artsy with the way they were uh, photographing yeah. them. There's that yes. one in the rain that's all in slow My motion. My favorite. My yeah. favorite one. Yeah, it's beautiful. Look, I, I remember it to this day. Uh, but you don't remember Hideaway. But I have <laughs> you remember of that. You remember DOA, but wh- you don't remember Hideaway. <laughs> what was the other film that I refused to admit <laughs> The Perfect exists? Weapon. The Perfect Weapon. There's Still another. Up. And the thing is, there's another movie called The Perfect Weapon that was made like last year. Oh yeah, that was on Netflix, and I almost suggested that. To this. Well, like, you could have because I wouldn't the, have remembered it. The Perfect Weapon. I wouldn't have thought anything w- w- weird about it. No, but but going back to like, I feel like Dead or Alive is the best of these fighter movies. Like it got, mm-hmm. it didn't try to get too complex with the story. It was kept but the it, action but it going. Gave you story, kept the action going, uh, and and you know, I think there's something to be said for. 
knowing what kind of movie you are and embracing the uh, the eye candy aspect. Yeah, of and, it. and the eye candy um, uh, extended into the cast as well yeah, of that film. There were a lot of pretty looking people. Something that uh, Mortal Kombat could have benefited from. Yes, I think. Could have. Did you but hear what uh, about Luke Kang's like Kip Winger hair? Like Cameron, that was. <laughs> wait, yes. It's <laughs> that fucking hair. It man. was very eighties, like, like hairband. Are you like the, a member of Slaughter? Cameron like? Diaz was set to play uh, Sonya Blade. Really? Yeah, and then they had to get her in the last minute when uh, because she's Cameron, the mask. No, she well she broke her wrist apparently. Oh, did she? No, this is post mask. Mask came out in like ninety one or something, didn't it? Is it? it? Oh. oh yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Mask uh, did come out before this. Gonna look into that. Not uh, not with Eric Stoltz. Not with Eric Stoltz and Cher. <laughs> The fight scenes in that movie. Oh, 1994, yes. Same year. Just, uh, no, no, no. This was 95. Same year. <laughs> it could have still been in production at the Correct. same time. Yeah, they probably were. Considering they call how me long Cuban, Pete. The special effects. You know how we were talking about like what I like that Jim Carrey does? Oh, the mask. The mask was one of those. It's coming soon to an episode of The Editing Bay. Um, I, too, have a soft spot for that film. What a, so, so, yeah, with Mortal Kombat, I would have expected it being the kind of movie it is, it being the... The film that has like the legacy of like the violence and stuff that I, I kind of thought that maybe the fight scene should have been ratcheted up a little bit. Yeah, it shouldn't be like in Mortal Kombat. You shouldn't have like one really good fight. They should they, they should sh- all be showstoppers be, exactly. Uh, and they weren't a lot of filler mm-hmm. in there. Uh, and and yeah, a really convoluted story. Uh, it wasn't as bad as Street Fighter where it tried to tell all the stories. Yes, but the story it was telling was fairly uninteresting. And goddamn, did it look ugly! It wasn't very um, interesting it, to look at. The with the exception of I really liked the um, the scene with um, the fight scene between Johnny Cage and Scorpion. And Scorpion because they had this big set built with all these old rickety ladders. Well, and it looked like even hell. before that, as he's walking through the trees, the grove. And like all the yeah. trees, the symmetrical trees yeah. lined up. That was really good looking. It's a couple of good shots. And in then here. you fucking throw Scorpion in it though, and like with that <sighs> ugly, sh- that bad computer effect coming out of his hand. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, like I used to think like the Scorpion Johnny Cage fight when I was younger. I was like, man, that Scorpion Johnny Cage fight's the best fight in the movie. Mm-hmm. No, no, not really. Nope. No. Especially when you go back and watch, like you said, that they're anticipating each other's moves and uh... has a great ending though. It does work. It has a great. Ending. Well, one where it... Johnny Cage kind of. Is is the model for the modern Captain America? Yeah, with the shield and stuff. I don't know how he knew fire was going to come spitting out of Scorpion's mouth. <laughs> I don't know that like he's like, oh, I need a shield, and he grabs the fucking shield. It's like, well, that's interesting that he knew that. Uh, but the uh, where where Scorpion blows up a huge Death Star style explosion. <laughs> yes. He blows Should have taken up, up that entire vicinity. But, but we cut to the the fiery remains of Scorpion, and that fucking autograph picture shows up. Yeah. I dug that. Like kind of floats down, yeah. says you're number one fan. My or greatest to fan. To my greatest fan. Love Johnny Cage. And then the picture like starts to catch on fire <laughs> yes. and starts to wrinkle as they cut away. And if you've played the game, you know that's one of the finishers for Johnny it's Cage. His friendship. He, he, killed, he, he gives them the uh, yeah. the autograph picture. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great, man. A, a yeah. really good addition. It's really too bad they couldn't... Um, I don't know. Did, did the sequel really play up? I, I assume the sequel is also I've PG-13. Seen, I've never seen the whole thing. I mean, I, this really kind of begs to have an R-rated, like a Deadpool R hard yeah. R style video game or uh, movie made agreed because some of the things you're doing in the video games are just vicious now yeah and super creative um, especially but, the new style I don't know if you've played any of the more recent Mortal Kombat yes, games yeah yeah, they're, they're, they're hardcore. Holy shit. But it'd be fun in kind of a Deadpool over the top Sin City sort of violent yeah uh, Style. Agreed. Yeah, no, I think yeah. I think you can kind of have fun with it, uh-huh. and kind of uh, get around maybe some of the censorship and maybe it's satire, and maybe like you know embrace the sci-fi aspect of your movie, and don't feel 
the need to really explain away too much. You know, yeah, we don't need less all is this, more. Sometimes, like, yeah, we don't need all this. You know, it's been nine tournaments, right? And now exactly. Gonna, yeah, we don't need that. We the just, whole history, like Luke King's history, like okay, give him the brother thing, but the whole thing, like about his his being, tribe and yeah, being a part of the Temple of Light. And, that, mm-hmm. We don't need all that. The stories are true. Ain't nobody got time for that. Mm-mm. No, the rent is too damn high. That's right. <laughs> I got bronchitis. <laughs> um. God, what the fuck else was I going to say about uh, this? Let's see. Huh. Well, I'm going to save that for what I think it did right. Save that for a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Th- oh, I'll I, talk God about it. God damn it. I can't remember what I was going to say. Go ahead. Well, um, while, you, while, you, uh, while you ruminate, what do you think about the, uh, the costumes? I felt like... I felt like sometimes you remember when everybody there was that huge outcry about um, Suicide Squad and how Haley Qu- Haley Quinn Harley Quinn uh-huh. looked, and I was kind of defending the choices. I was like, yes, yeah. it's not a one for one translation of the yeah. costume because that would look ridiculous would look in ridic- real life. And they said that they tried it and exactly; it, it looked stupid. Uh, I kind of feel like this movie should have taken a cue from that. Are you uh, saying that like philosophy. Scorpion and Sub Zero? They just have... didn't look in the harsh daylight. Um, <laughs> they needed a little bit more detailing. They looked like my mom sewed them together. Yeah. You know what I mean? It looked like they were put together. They were, they were pretty cheaply made costumes. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked the practical sets in this movie. Yeah. I thought those were look, they looked really good. They were photographed really well. Even the yeah, Outworld. I liked the art. Like there was a cool art direction going on in this movie, especially yeah when they went to Outworld and like everything was like the front of a fucking Iron Maiden like album. <laughs> yes, that was purple and skulls. That was and... sweet. Fucking skeletons in skeletons, <laughs> right? Like holy shit, meta. You I mean even if they recycled like the same prop three or four times, is okay. It's all right. They did the same thing with some some shots of how this they, movie. How they kept the budget? <laughs> they down. recycled two or three of them. Hey man, eighteen million for one hundred twenty-two. I'll take it. Yeah, no, that's true. Although unfortunately, um, this and all of the other. Mortal Kombat and Resident Evil films helmed by uh, the director. Paul W.S. Anderson. They average about like 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, shit. Like you look at all the, and it's like uh, Resident Evil, 33, 31, 23, 22, 21, 34. Uh, this film does not escape that. This film has a 34% on the, wow. with, with critics. But uh, audiences, 56%. And I see, I see Dead or Alive didn't do too much better. No, yeah. That's kind of where this director lives, right, <laughs> in, the, right in the low to mid-30s. Isn't he with, like, Mia Jovovich? Oh, you know what? He's, I think, uh, really, after Luc Besson? Yeah, I thought I thought he's... I would not surprise I think me. He's the one, I think he's with her now. He like seems that. like he has a, a genuine love for what he does. And God bless it, there's an audience so for that. he's not like an Uwe Boll who's just getting video game franchises and making shitty fucking movies that have nothing really to do with the source material. I th- I think so, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Having, having seen three of his films now, uh, yeah, I think so. And I kind of have respect for it. Three three Uwe Boll movies? No, or? three uh, Paul. I keep, keep on to call him W.S. Paul. But <laughs> Paul W.S. Paul, Not to be confused with Paul, Paul Anderson. Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson. Director of Boogie Nights. And, uh, and, and Magnolia. Punch Drunk Love. What do you think of that one with Adam Punch Sandler? Punch Drunk Love? Yeah. I liked it a lot. I liked it too. I thought... There's a part of it that speaks to me really fucking Interesting. strongly. Yeah. Yeah, like there's a scene where he goes to his family's place. It's, he's like having family dinner. And the whole time he's getting nothing but like just an endless stream of shit from his mother, from his sister. Punches the glass in. And he ends, yeah, he punches the fucking window Mm -hmm. and leaves. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone's just in shock. Yeah. And then they start yelling at him. Uh, But like (laughs) he's this guy that's like holding in so much fucking aggression and Mm -hmm. so much anger. And to see like when he finally gets with um, Emily Watson, I can't remember her name. I think so. Uh, but to see that relationship kind of flourish, and she understands him, and 
I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I, I loved fucking, uh, um, what's his name at the end? Uh, say, that's that mattress man. Oh. Uh, God damn it. What's uh, his name? Uh, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Say, that's that mattress man. Luis Guzman is also that's great that. in that. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't make you wish that uh, somebody would pull up in a flatbed truck and just drop off a harpsichord and then yes. speed away. I just love it. I love how he's got it in his office so and he random. keeps like circling around <laughs> And he's just trying to fucking figure it out, and then he'll start playing it. And really, stuff. Weird, really weird movie, but you know what? God bless him. He's trying something. I thought it was good. What did you think? Did you not like it? I, it was good. I, I thought that was the beginning of him getting a, maybe a little heavy-handed with his, uh, his message. Adam Sandler? No, no. Paul Thomas. Yes, yes. Magnolia I liked. I like Magnolia too, even though that's just kind of ripe with all of that sort of self-importance. But I... It's so well done. It's so well done. And I, I give got, it a pass. And the thing is, you've got so many like really charming actors in it. Like and a lot of John really C. Riley's story. He's is fantastic. Fucking great. Um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman is fantastic. And and even, even Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, one of his better roles. Uh huh. It's just kind of drawn out. He has that scene. I think one of the most powerful moments in that movie is when Tom Cruise finally comes home to Jason Robards. Mm-hmm. And he has that monologue, mm-hmm. and he starts calling it like, cocksucker, you fucking cocksucker. Yes, just breaks down. Oh, my God. And, then, and then they all sing an Amy Mann song <laughs> in unison. It's not, not going, going to stop, stop till you rise up. What's that fucking, uh, what's her name? Uh, and then frogs Julie- fall from the sky. Spoiler oh. alerts. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Uh-huh. She's like, I had their cocks in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked men. <laughs> and I, I was like, this, "It's a little." Uh, this feels like it's an audition monologue, <laughs> right? Like yeah, someone, this is this is the clip they're going to be using when yeah. they show my Oscar nomination Beep. next year. <laughs> like you can't <laughs> use half the dialogue in it. Uh, so yeah, Magnolia, Mortal Magnolia. Combat, Magnolia Combat. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steel Magnolia Combat. Vic T J Mackey versus <laughs> Steel Magnolia Combat. <laughs> Damn, man. How about that? So much stuff. How about that? We're not going to get any better than that, Jim. No, we're not. So uh, let's talk about what it did right. What did Mortal Kombat do right, Joel? The logo. <laughs> I love the Mortal Kombat logo. Nothing more iconic than that they, circle. They, they fight on it with at the, the end. dragon. Yeah, you get to see it. It's all over the place in this film. They I feel like the, the dragon should exist. Well, it does in the heart of Luke. <laughs> <laughs> in the smile of every child. <laughs> <laughs> the laugh of every baby. No, it does because uh, he turns into he the turns dragon into the in the dra- video game. Yeah, that's and, one of his fatalities. And he he eats, bites the guy's head. Yeah, eats people. Blood spurts out. Sometimes Blood. not just the guy. Could be a woman if or he's a girl fighting. or monster or robot. <sighs> There's robots in part three. That's right. Robots. Newt Cybot. Noob Cybot. That's right. You know uh-huh. why he's named that? Uh, because it's newbies, noobs. Nope, uh, noobs. because it is the last names of the two creators in the Mortal Kombat spelled backwards. Boone and Tobias. Really? Noob Cybot. Holy yes. shit, I didn't know that. A little uh, more combat trivia there for you. Wow. Booyah! All those years of... <laughs> now uh, you're ready for trivia night. All those movie, uh, years of uh, electronic gaming monthly subscriptions finally paid <laughs> off. Thanks, Nintendo Power. Beating off screenshots of the next Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> Dude, I uh, looked at a lot of uh, Mario Brothers and linked to the past images from those uh, those pages. Dude. Intently. Okay, speaking of Mario Brothers. Pre-internet kids. We were, uh, I was driving home from work today, and 
there in the ghetto there's a uh, <laughs> there's, there's a small there's a taco there's a taco restaurant called Mario Brothers Tacos. No way. And uh, they have like a delivery truck in front and no. it's got fucking Super Mario like licensed <laughs> That is not Nintendo. licensed. <laughs> and I'm like pretty sure I, I took a picture of I'm getting on, away I with might, that. I might have it here. Let me let me pull this. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> Jenna bought me a, uh, a a regular NES game. If you look over there to your right you'll see the 100 best NES games. There's the picture. Mario Brothers Tacos. you got to put it on the Facebook page. Guys, go to the Facebook page <laughs> and look at this picture. It's fucking like that is a lift right from Mario 64 <laughs> that they put on the back of their truck next to a... Is that a churro? I think it is. I think it's a churro. <laughs> Mario Brothers... Super Mario... No, just Mario Brothers Mario Tacos. Mario Brothers Tacos. Tacos, tacos and, and hamburgers. Because, <laughs> you know, if you can make one, you can make the other. Yeah. That's just science. Yeah, there you go. That's fantastic. I got to feel like if Nintendo knew what you guys were doing... Yeah, like I, I'm surprised somebody put that on there. Like a, a print shop put that on the back, like that they wouldn't say like, "Oh, we can't do that." Somebody That's... had their cousin do it. I know, right? Uh, all right. So, what did Mortal Kombat do right? You said the logo is what Mortal Kombat did it's right. Very iconic. Makes me feel feels. Uh, I mentioned it a couple of times. The uh, the fight between Liu Kang and Reptile. Yeah, that was the best thing. That's it's a great what moment. This, this movie did right. What did Mortal Kombat do wrong? Let's see Christopher Lambert. <laughs> He's not the worst thing about it. In fact. I don't think so. He gives some of the best performances um, of, <laughs> his, of, what this movie did wrong. <laughs> of his career, but that doesn't mean it elevated this film much. Um, yeah, it's just everybody else you kind of believe because you don't really know them from anything. And then there's yes. this, and then the Highlander. <laughs> suddenly Highlander shows up. Is <laughs> my Mortal Kombat. Oh my God. And he looks nothing like what I thought he looked like. I wanted I wanted Lopan. I, wa- I wanted either Lopan or I wanted the actual fucking Raiden guy from Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Because yeah. there's the one Same guy with lightning and he exactly. had like the fucking hat. He's got shit. a great scowl. Yeah. Chomping the cigar. Been Raiden. Mm-hmm. Why not? Uh, all right. Well, so too bad. It's what, not. What I thought Mortal Kombat did wrong... Um, I feel like this isn't fair because I'm going to come down on the visual effects. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, those were top notch at the time. Yeah, those but still, were the, know your but, limitations. But it was so bad. It's so glaring, especially watching it now. And I don't know if it like looks better in lower definition, standard definition, but in high def, this movie looks fucking well, terrible. That's how it should be judged. That's yeah. how we saw it in theaters. So that's um no, that's that's my my criticism criticism of this movie. What it did wrong was the, the visual effects were so fucking bad. Uh, so if we were going to remake Mortal Kombat today, Joel. Yes, sir. Uh, how would we do that? Well, I've uh, recast six individuals, looks like. Yeah, the main characters, I think. I uh, recast 12. Oh, did you do like Scorpion and Reptile? Yep. and Ble- See, I didn't do anybody that was in a mask. I went with the song. Oh. <laughs> so I was you have going, a theme as going I, here? As, no, well, as I was going through the recasting, I'm like, okay, who are the characters? Luke. And I started going, Kano. Kano. Liu Kang. <laughs> Raiden. Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. Scorpion, yeah, Sub Zero, mm-hmm. Sonya, <laughs> Mortal Kombat, fight, flawless victory, flawless victory. Are <laughs> <laughs> right, you? Do you have a theme going here? I don't. Oh, okay. No. Uh, well, why don't you start at the bottom, and when you uh, get to a character that I've recast, I'll chime in. All right, sounds good. Mm. Uh, my first person that I recast. Jamaican stick fighter. <laughs> I definitely did not recast him. <laughs> I recast him with Ryan Gosling. Oh. <laughs> Just a little bit of stunt casting in this movie. I would have gone uh, the guy from um, Captain Hart. Phillips. <laughs> look, look at, at me. me. Look at me. Look at me. I am the stick fighter now. <laughs> 
So Ryan Gosling is my Jamaican stick fighter. I like it. Uh, Princess Katana. Katana. Oh, I didn't do Katana. We talked about her on uh, our Premium Rush episode. <gasps> Jamie Chung. Yeah, she's going great. To be my Princess Katana. Good call. You didn't do her. I did not do Katana. Okay. I'd like to. That's uh, <laughs> 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 Christopher Lambert. Uh, okay, Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Donnie Yen. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, did you did you recast it? Did not. No uh, people in masks. Sub Zero. Mm-hmm. Donnie Yen. <laughs> <laughs> and this is exactly why I did not recast Reptile. Donnie Yen. Yes, nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm on to you. <laughs> All right. So then let's get uh, to the real recast. I uh-huh. went with Shang Tsung. Oh yeah. Jet Li. Ooh. Ken Watanabe. Or is it Watanabe? I always get... Brian Hodges always gives me shit. Yes, he does. Whichever and and Howie does, too. Yeah. Oh, like, there's, yes. There's one pronunciation of it. I believe it's Watanabe. I think. Or Watanabe. Damn it. Watanabe. Uh, somewhere out there, Howie's <laughs> what, uh, shaking his fist. What, uh, not not, not, not going to work, gonna work here, here anymore. anymore. Uh, that's pretty good, though. What about you? I, I didn't think about him. I already said Jet Li. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, but what about you? That actually works better. I like the Jet Li idea. Uh, all right. Who do we want to go with next? How about uh, Goro? Did you recast Goro? Goro? No, he's going to be computer generated. <laughs> not for me. Uh-oh. Andy Serkis is my Goro. By, <laughs> damn it. Uh, going to be played by Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones. You don't know the name, but you know the character. You know the guy. He was the big muscular dude in Fury Road. One of the oh. of Morton Joe's sons. Oh, yeah. yes. yes. Ooh. I had a baby brother, and he was perfect in every way. <laughs> Nathan Jones is going to play Goro. Oh, I like that. Just and just get a couple of arms. Just a couple of like somebody else's arms. You know, it's not really until you see that costume in like real life, you realize that there's no way that could like anatomically work. <laughs> that could work. You're like, yeah. where? It's like when you see a cyclops. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I always do cyclops makeup in movies. Yeah. But it's like the eye is right where the bridge of the nose <laughs> would the be. And it's like, is? why would the skull have a bridge? of the nose there if that's where the eye socket is supposed to go. It's just You're bad right. design. You're right. A cyclops should have two noses. Exactly. And it'll be between them. Be- uh-huh. Betwixt. Betwixt the noses. If you will. Ooh. That would be really, really good. It's a good band name. Betwixt the noses? <laughs> it's the name of my memoirs. <laughs> Axel Rose is back. <laughs> uh, Shang Tsung, we did that. Yes. Who, who are we doing? I did Goro. You did Goro. I did not. All right. So next on the list, I have... Do we want to do the main three now? What like, about wait. Kano? Kano. Did you do Kano? I did. Let's hear your Kano. I went with Jason Statham. <laughs> Dude, that's perfect. He's got the accent. He's got the swagger. Yeah. Uh, I kind of went in a similar way. I went with Colin Farrell. Because he already had the accent. He's Very tiny. similar. Every time I think of Jason Statham. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking like, of oh, him. I sometimes mistake him for he did, Colin Farrell. he did Daredevil. I mean, he does action. Right. He did Daredevil and he, he played Bullseye. Uh, Bullseye. So that he can kind of channel that same character and play Kano. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Who you got next? Uh, okay. I have like Sonya, Johnny Cage, Raiden, and Liu Kang left. So who do we want to do? Let's do Sonya. Sonya. Um, all right. My Sonya. Daisy Ridley. Oh, very nice. We know she can do action. Damn it. I even asked Jenna. I was like, who's a skinny, like, young actress who can do her own action? Oh, yeah. Damn after it. After watching her, because I watched the, the Force Awakens again just this past week, mm-hmm. uh, and just the way she fucking takes fucking Kylo Ren to school. Yes. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Daisy Ridley. What was the occasion for watching Force Awakens again? Uh, I, no occasion. As if you needed why, one. Why would I need one? Joe, that is the correct answer. I fucking love that movie. Mm-hmm. Not like fucking Rogue One. Do you know what? I watched that again recently. You watched Rogue One again recently? Better the second time. Yeah. Better when you kind of know what you're going to get. You don't have too high expectations, but um, you start to 
pick up on a little. There, there are some subtleties there that I like. I still don't like a lot of the major plot points and the way they strung the story together. Uh-huh. But I, I like the heart of it. I think they had enough of those moments there to connect you with the characters. I think it hit a lot of the right beats. Oh, okay. I did see an article today where uh, somebody was saying that it was the best Star Wars movie. Whoa. And uh, yeah. I, Whoa. I think, uh, Slow down. Taking that a little too far. But still, not bad. Yeah. Okay. Who's your uh, Who's your Sony? My Sony Blade. Um, you may know her from uh, that first. No, it was it the second Star Trek movie, the one with Khan. Oh, Alice Eve. Alice Eve is Very my good. Sonya. She did a little bit of action. Love her, man. Yeah, she looks great. She's a great actor. Not just that she looks great, but she's a good actor. <laughs> That's what I meant. She's a great actress. She's a really good actress. Who happens to also look great, Joe? Hoo ha. <laughs> Who happens? I got you all in check. Uh, all right, so we've Hoo-ha, got. Hoo ha. Hoo ha. Hoo ha. Raiden, Luke Kang, and Johnny Cage. Let's do Raiden. 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 Jackie Chan. Oh, ooh. Wait a minute. Why not get a Chinese guy to be the Chinese God Dude, of Thunder and Lightning? Of course. That's fucking perfect. Yeah. 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 He's already been Mr. Miyagi. Uh-huh. Why not be Raiden, the God of Lightning? Yeah. Very, very frightening. <laughs> Galileo. 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 Galileo Figaro. Figaro. Oh, I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family. Spare him his life from his monstrosity. Easy come, easy go. Will you let me go? Bismillah. No, we will not let you go. Let me go. Bismillah. We will not let you go. Let me go. We will not let you go. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. No, 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 no. Oh, mamma mia, mamma mia. Mamma mia, let me go. Beelzebub has the devil put aside for me. For me. For me. So you think you can stop me and spit in my eye? So you think you can love me and leave me to die? Okay. Oh my God, that went a long time. Cut that part out, Jeff. Cut that part out. Uh, all right, so uh, I went with Jackie Chan for my Raiden. I went with Randall Park from Fresh Off the Boat and oh, also from the interview. Jessica. Because I wanted to do a little younger. I liked kind of the younger Raiden than what I was expecting. You didn't want a French Raiden? And I, I, <laughs> Maybe we should have recast <laughs> Gerard Depardieu as Raiden. With his big bulbous nose. No, he, he had a lot of like humor. Well, he tried to have some humorous moments in here. In fact, there's that one line. What does he say when he's like, um, oh, I even wrote it down. Where is it? <laughs> the fate of billions will depend upon you. <laughs> Sorry. Like, he starts to laugh at the destruction of billions of people's lives. Sorry. And then has to apologize for it. But uh, they tried to give him a little levity. And yeah. I think Randall Park could That's uh, good. do That's good. I love Randall Park. He's fantastic. He's Super hilarious. Super funny. All right. All right. So I guess we'll go with Johnny Cage and save Luke Kang for the end. Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. My Johnny Cage is played by Tom Hardy. Oh, very nice. I like that. Pretty boy. And he's not going to be, like, kicking martial artist. Mm. He's going to be just, like... Fucking straight line. Like, just Bane. Just punch. Mm-hmm. Punch. Straight right at you. Yeah, just I like, like that. Just like Bane. I like that In fact, a lot. Tom Hardy should totally play Bane. <laughs> you, should, uh, you should email Chris Nolan. <laughs> I'm going to write Chris Nolan and be like, look, I know you had uh, Sean Connery as Bane in your movie. <laughs> Tom Hardy should totally be your Bane. Well, I know we use him a lot, but uh, I couldn't resist the urge Kevin to Hart. again use Joseph Gordon Chris Pratt as uh, Chris Johnny Pratt Cage. would be really good. Because he's kind of funny and charming. And he's, yes. He's already like a movie star and kind of playing off his good looks. He's just like a movie star. He's, he's, <laughs> and yet still like one of us. He's Andy Dwyer. All right, let's do this. All right, you're not going to know my Liu Kang. Uh, Aiko mm. Uwai, he's the lead from the movie The Raid Redemption. And oh, yes. This motherfucker oh, nice. is a hell of a martial artist. I like that guy. And basically, in my version of Mortal Kombat, Liu Kang isn't going to talk a whole lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's just going to... 
he's just going to fight. That's good. He does the talking with his fists. Yeah, and uh, mine directed by Lexi Alexander, who directed the uh, Punisher Warzone movie, which was hyper-violent. Oh, I like that. R-rated really good. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I went with a guy named <laughs> Steven Yun, who, if you're a fan of The Walking Dead, might know uh, as Glenn. Or <laughs> Eyeball. <laughs> so he's, uh, Speaking of Cyclops. He's, he's uh, free now. So <laughs> if you have anybody wants to hire recast uh, a film, uh, I, I, I like him. I think he's a good, sympathetic character, obviously. Um, and uh, I think it'd be a fun Luke King. I'm not sure if he can fight. I'm not sure if he can do the choreography, but uh, he's he's wily Look, enough. Anything has to be better than the choreography they gave uh, Brittany Sampras or whatever her oh, name God. is. Oh, God. Katana? Uh, no, or not Ka- Sonia. Well, Katana was bad, too. Kata- man. Yeah, Katana was like, they had to amp up the sound effects in her fight scene because like there's no way that her just going would, would like make a sound at all. <laughs> Ow. Sorry. <laughs> he just reached just across the table and hit me. <laughs> but it didn't make a sound, did it? Um, no. And my director, by the way, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul, yeah, Boogie, Paul Boogie, W.S. Anderson. Boogie Nights. We'll see what he can put a spin on it. <laughs> Fucking idiot. A little more realism. Maybe they'll break out into song as they fight. <laughs> be awesome. Uh, where would you put William H. Macy in? <laughs> oh, God. He's, uh, he's Shang Tsung. <laughs> you have to be <laughs> Well, uh... I've got a lot of love to give. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. If you have any thoughts about uh... our recasting for Mortal Kombat uh, or anything about the movie, like if there's something about the movie that we didn't mention or or you thought we came down a little too hard on or we didn't. <laughs> hard on. We didn't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Cut that part out, Jeff. Something that, that we completely overlooked. Uh, let us know about it. Just go to Facebook in the search bar, put in the editing bay, and that's going to bring up uh, that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us and let us know all these wonderful things. And again, we are always looking for your suggestions for movies, so uh, don't hesitate to let us know what you'd like us to talk about next. Mm-hmm. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is editingbay.com. If you go there, you're going to see links uh, to our, our social media uh, pages. We've got a link to our Facebook page. Also link to our Twitter handle where you can follow us. It is at The Editing Bay. If you follow us there, you'll always be the first to know what movies are coming up. I just posted today, Joe, what the next next week's movie is going to be. Not going to say it here, though. You're going to have to <laughs> follow us on Twitter to find out. Uh, and also on the website, uh, we've got links to all of our past shows. We have a little archive page there where you can listen all the way back from, what, 2013 now? It was 2014, I thought. 2013, Maybe 2014. Maybe 13. Maybe the end of 13, because I think we started like in August. Anyway, a lot of uh, back catalog to listen to. And I, we, no, you're right. It was the end of 2013. Joe, what I thought I might start doing is... Uh, um, we've done this for five years? <laughs> no, four years. Four years. <laughs> Coming up on four. We've been doing this for four years? Yeah. We just had our third annual Telly Awards. Telly Awards. Telly Awards. (laughs) Fuck, is there an actual thing? Yeah, it's an award for the best Telly Savalas episode. (laughs) You say that every time. The Eddie Awards. Who loves you, baby? (laughs) I do. And I love you, our listeners, especially if you visit us at editingbay.com. Hey, leave us a rating and review if you would be so kind on your Apple device. You just click on your podcasting app uh, and in the search bar, put in Next Wave Radio or the Editing Bay and uh, that'll take you to our show. You see the little logo. We talk about her all the time. Woman with the bleeding eyes. We should give her a name. Uh, Esmeralda. Esmeralda. That's a horrible fucking name. <laughs> but, <laughs> but now we've got it. You put me on the you spot. Click on Esmeralda. And uh, and yeah, leave us a rating and a review. Five-star rating would be fantastic. And review us. Let us know what you like about the show. Uh, and then when you're done with that, you know, let your friends know about it. If, hey, and if you don't have an Apple device... Uh, we got you covered with your Android. You could download Podcast Addict or the Podcast Republic apps, and you could subscribe to us through iTunes that way as well. Uh, usually, this is where we tease what the next episode is, and uh, because this is our 
emergency episode. That's right. We're not going to fucking do that. Nope. So, hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Go to the website. Buy a t-shirt with He-Man on it. <laughs> uh, we would love that. And, uh, and we'll catch you for the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I spoke last. See it. <laughs> <laughs>